0: Welcome to the Umpiring Fast Pitch Softball Podcast. I'm David.
1: And I'm Pete. And today we're going to continue in the OHSAA White Book, Mechanics, Miscues to Avoid. And now we're going to move to some of the suggestions for base umpires. Again, this comes published by Ohio, but it's concerning federation ball, and these things are applicable uh, not just to Ohio, but anyone that's working federation.
0: Perfect. So the first one is hustle to your starting position after the call is made. Don't walk.
1: Yep. Just a good idea in general. It shows urgency it shows you're engaged and make it look like you know what you're doing
0: yeah for sure now the, um there's some umpires out there that are really good at sprinting and they will sprint to their next position that was me sprinting mm-hmm. i don't know if you saw it but you know it was like a flash
1: yeah it says hustle you yeah. can tell you can tell when a guy's lollygagging and when he's hustling That's if right. your hustle is a uh, light jog you're doing your best i think they can probably tell looking at me if i'm you know, light to moderate jogging, that that was probably top speed.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then I was
1: trying as hard as I can. And I think that's, it's effort you're putting out.
0: Yeah. Uh, And just so you know, I'll throw myself under a bus here. I got to have a a telephone conversation with Victor the other day and um, we were talking, I forget exactly what the topic was, but, uh, oh, we were talking about clinicians uh, adjusting their, their advice based on the person, mm-hmm. and so he had to throw me under the bus and say that, you know, he's pretty sure that he could beat me in a foot race running backwards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Victor. Yeah. You know, appreciate it. So there's your call out, Victor, for that if you're listening. Uh, so the next one is to slow down your timing on your out safe calls. Uh, some umpires are way too quick. Did George watch one of my games last year? <laughs> <laughs> you think he picked this up from you, huh?
1: Oh, man, I did. Because you want – there's there's some kind of sense, and I don't know if it comes from movies. I don't know if it just comes from watching – you know, high level umpires, no matter what you're doing, anything on TV is probably pretty high level ball. And you watch it and it always seems like, you know, it's the excitement of like the play, boom, boom, shout out, like bang, 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 call the play. Yeah. You don't really, really need to do that. Right. (laughs) Um, you know, and it's, and by doing that, you risk doing the wrong thing. You ever talk and say the wrong thing. You could do the same thing when your head's thinking out, you still might make the safe signal or do something wrong if you just rush yourself too much. Yep. Um, ask me how I know that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you know, I've done that during the plate. You know, I've said the wrong thing. I've signaled one thing and like because I said the other first. Or somehow slow it down. There's no reason for you to call the pitch when it still hasn't quite sunk all the way into the catcher's mitt yet.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the plate yeah. um, reminders. But here in the base ones, you're right. And some of the... Some of the easiest ways to, for this to bite you, you know, you've got a, a tag play at second base and it was a close one, so you're excited, they're excited, everybody's mm-hmm. excited, and you bang her out and the ball goes rolling across the ground. You're yep. like, oh no. You know, and if you had just kind of stop, see the play, review the play in your head, we're, we're leaving that one out, that's not mm-hmm. written, right? But if it stops, see the play, review what you saw, make your call. The ball's rolling across there. You get to make the right call, the appropriate call this yep. time. We were in a uh, – I was in an OHSAA state um, clinic with Jerry Fick and some others yesterday, actually. And uh, there was one of the umpires there, fantastic guy, doing a great job, cares about mechanics and doing all kinds of things. Very excited, though, and excitable. You know, it's like, there it is, and he's almost running toward the play, getting ready to to Call him out. You know, you can see his arm going up, and it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> the play hasn't started yet. You know, mm-hmm. so really slow down uh, and make sure that you get it. There, Nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. Right? That's right. the that's the thing. The only time that you have a play to make now and another, let's say it's a double play and you're the base umpire, you know, you've got a play at second that you got to deal with, and now they're going to try to get her at first. So you, you do have to hurry that one, you know, and that's one of the ones that we're allowed to make on the run. Right? Mm-hmm. So we can call the play over here at, at second while we're trying to get into position with a good angle and good distance for the call at first. But uh, for the rest of them, stop, see the play, make your call. You know, yeah. it's, it's fine to slow down. What's next, Pete? Prior to the release
1: of the pitch, take the set position when off the line. See the umpire's manual, page 33. Having your shoulders squared to the plate, do this on every pitch with no runners on, walk the line with each pitch.
0: Yeah, um, well, exactly that. I think the important one here, though, uh, that sometimes we forget. So the reminder is really good on this one for your shoulders squared to the plate. So a lot of times people will set up and they're like, oh, my responsibility is the pitcher's feet to make sure that they're, I don't have an illegal pitch. And they'll mm-hmm. square to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, square to the plate. And that way you're seeing the pitcher not in your periphery, but, you know, with a slight eye movement. Yeah, uh, because what you really want to watch and trust me, you really want to watch the ball hit across the plate. <laughs> trust me, you want to watch that. Ask me how I know, right? <laughs> all right. The next one is: uh, don't give the count from the bases unless your partner requests it. That's a that's a good one. Yeah. All right. and probably no explanation needed.
1: There you go. It's a. Uh, it's not. We mentioned this, I think, in the crew section um, last episode. But it's the the plate umpire's responsibility to call those things, to originate all signs, infield fly, things like that. Right. Including the call don't, or the count. I mean, don't give the count if he gives the call. Most of the time, you would only give the count in that case. It might be if he lost it or he wants to confirm it with you. Maybe he lost it, maybe he didn't. Yep. Um, but even then, you're pretty much giving it to him. You're not giving it to the field.
0: Yeah, and on your chest, not up in the air. Right. Yeah, you're doing it to him Yep, or her. All right, the next one. Our mechanics specify that when the ball is hit through the infield or into the outfield, and then I have to change pages here, the base umpire must pivot slash button hook into the infield. We do not rim.
1: This was another, this one was another good discussion I've seen in some of the forums is there are people, so NCAA mechanics are, have RIM, right? U-Triple-S-A mechanics, so some guys that might work NFHS in the spring, U-Trip in the summer, they RIM. People that buttonhook are the Federation and USA Softball.
0: That's right.
1: Um, and so people that do those, it, it becomes natural. And there's people that say, well, it saves my legs, I'm older, surfing the RIM is easier, things like that. I mean, the... If you care about the official mechanic, the official mechanic is pivot.
0: That's right, Uh, and button hook. So Uh, um, pivot's a a new one for me. So button hook is what I'd always learned. Uh, I've never done in in my time umpiring, I've never actually umpired a U-Trip game. And so my first experience with the rim was the NCAA umpire clinic that I did with uh, Victor and he had Linda and Ed and, you know, a bunch of assigners uh, for NCAA ball were there. And that was my first experience with it. And I'll tell you that some people, I, I was definitely one of them, so I guess I'll speak for myself. I thought it was going to be a big thing. It's like a big thing. There's, you know, we don't button hook. No, we don't button hook in in NCAA ball or U-trip ball. But you don't always stay out either. You know, yeah. those base hits to the outfield, when there's a runner on, you're in. You just didn't button hook. You still came in, but you just didn't button hook, you know, to to follow the runner. So it's more, you're coming in because you got to get the runner and the ball in front of you, right? So you're still coming in the diamond. Yeah. So there was less, it was less about staying out than I thought it was going to be. When yeah, they I said, think, oh, I... you rim, you stay out all the time. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah, you I know? think we
1: talked about this uh, back last summer during one of our episodes about when I had worked my first U trip and I had asked somebody, I was like, what the heck do you do? Like if the ball and like the, the... Battle runner's going to third on a triple or something. I was like, because hey, there's no way. Because if you stayed out, right, quote, unquote, if you stayed out. If you like, rimmed. You yep. ran a mm-hmm. gigantic base diamond as yeah. opposed to the smaller one they're right. running. I was like, I'm never going to get there. He's like, you run across the field, dummy. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah,
0: you go in. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. So you know, us we're just, USA guys that yeah. were, were never taught to rim. Yeah, you, you know, just what, say it and you think like it means this- – big thing. Yeah. There's a
1: there's a gigantic wall between Yeah. You know, it's first space and stuff in the pitchers rubber. No.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not that at all. So anyway, back to this one just to make sure that that we do, you know, we don't rim in federation ball button hook in if you if you're rimming because, you know, you're physically unable, you know, it might let your assigner know that you're not doing that. Uh, So the next one is, when making the button hooker pivot into the infield from the foul line, stay closer 10 to 12 feet to the base and watch the batter runner touch the base. So we got a little discussion about this. Pete and I were talking about it before we started our recording session today. So this is a a little, I don't know if it's, this is what the book says and this is what you should do. There's no question about that. So let's Mm -hmm. just go with that. But again with my adjustment for 53 years old, bad knees, 250 pounds, when I pick up that ball, so let's say let's say there's nobody on and I'm over in the A and there is a just an obvious base hit to the outfield. I'm going to pick up that ball and if it's hit to the corner and this is going to be a double, my button hook is not going to be 10 feet from the first base foul line. My button hook is going to be more like 15 to 20 feet, if I can get it. Because I'm going to go as far as I can go before I have to turn and watch her touch first base. Yeah. So I'm going to button hook as she's coming around first base, because I need to be closer to second to make sure she's going, right? There's going to be a call. There's not going to be a back pick from left field, you know, at first base, Mm -hmm. most likely, unless something really strange happens, then I've got time to adjust. But most likely, the play is going to be at second. So I'm not going to button hook 10 to 12 feet on an obvious double not happening (laughs) I'm gonna get closer in a second but on the on a a routine base hit to the outfield um I I think we've already given Wendell this shout out but you know we've watched him before operate this and does a fantastic job his little 10 feet in you know he's quick to get in button hooked he's 10 feet from the from the line the, the runner decides she's going back to first, so he's shadowing her, you know, parallel back to first in case there is a back pick type thing, and it's just smooth as smooth gets. Yeah, absolutely. 10 to 12 feet, absolutely. But if it's an obvious double or possibly a triple, well, I'm not button hooking at 10 to 12 feet. All right, Pete, what's the next one? I got to get off my soapbox here you know, before people start yelling at me.
1: When making the call from the shortstop side of the infield, move forward towards your call. Don't grow roots. This guy's really getting in on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I like yeah. It. So uh, here, absolutely We're obviously um if you're on the shortstop side of the field that means you you started behind the shortstop either shading one shoulder or the other depending on where people are standing and you've got to come in don't stay out there right you should you should be moving towards if the play is going to first base you should be moving towards that how far you get depends on your speed what runners or position players got in your way but you should be in where grass might be if this was a baseball field you should be in somewhere like that and then you should be you know stop and make the play and everything but it should be somewhere different than where you started, and yeah. I think that's—I think that's the point. Yeah, for sure. You're not anchored to where you started. Be somewhere different. Hustle somewhere. Move forward. Move in some way. Get some number of steps towards the call.
0: Yeah, love it.
1: But to that point, the very next point, right?
0: Oh well, well yeah. Let's get there. Yeah, let me let me talk about this first, real yeah. quick. Uh, let me—I'll put you on the spot, Pete. What is the worst mechanic in two-person umpiring?
1: For me, it's if you're over. Say there's a runner on third, uh, so you're as far as you can be, and the ball's hit, and it goes to first base, and you got to make that bang bang call at first base from standing nearer to third base than you should be.
0: I agree with you. I would only add that if the runner's at second base, the batter runner is going to be down there at first base. Your call is in two point eight seconds yeah. from the time she hit the ball on a you know decent you know quick runner two point under three mm-hmm. under three seconds, and you've got a runner from second coming yeah now she got a good lead but you're you know you're wherever the shortstop has you mm-hmm. it's going to take a second for her to get past because she's 2.8 seconds to third also yeah. so if you think about that where is she you know one second in she's about a third of the way well that's where you are mm-hmm. so you got to wait on her to go by how many more steps are you going to get yeah. maybe one but go that way don't just stand there, like a, you know, like they say. Don't don't grow roots. So this was actually emphasized in the clinic yesterday as well. All right, don't make your calls on the run. Stop, set, see the play, and then make your call. So to your point, that was a really good lead-in. You know, great placement of that bullet mm-hmm. because it's like, ah, how far could I get before yeah. I had to move? Stop? But yeah. don't be
1: moving except right. when you mentioned earlier, the only one yeah. you can make on the run.
0: Exactly. Um, so Jerry Fick gave a uh, a really cool example. He asked me if I, when I was driving. To the clinic yesterday, did I see any deer? And I said, yeah, actually, I did. And he said, uh, well, how fast were you going? I said, well, too fast. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, that's not good. But was if you had your rifle with you, you know, would you want to try to take that shot, you know, while you're moving that fast? Or, you know, do you need to kind of stop and, you know, see what's going on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah, you want to stop. You don't want to be moving, too. Yeah. They're moving. Mm-hmm. You don't want to move also, right? So because the best shot on a, if you're deer hunter, you know, they're stopped standing broadside and you're stopped and everybody's stopped. But the next best thing is you're stopped at least, right? You don't want to make that call on the run. Okay, work on your signals, reviewing the charts in the umpire's manual. In particular, there's two here. Raise your fist above the height of your head on out calls. Your upper arm should be parallel to the ground. We'll stop there for a second. Raise your fist above the height of your head on out calls upper arm should be parallel to the ground i think
1: they meant perpendicular
0: um upper arm so your upper arm oh you mean from the shoulder to your elbow yeah shoulder to elbow parallel yep
1: i was thinking the upper by the one that was closer to the sky yeah Yeah. i was like wait a second i'm not sideways
0: (laughs) yeah okay um and i would agree i would maybe add um just for a point of clarity the they say your fist above the height of your head you want people who are on your left side to be able to see that your your hammer is up in the air. Mm-hmm. And for me to get it above my head with the length of my arms, my upper arm is a little beyond parallel. So it's a little higher than that. And I would say cheat that direction. You don't wanna, don't don't put your hammer parallel if your fist is not above your head, right? You wanna go up a little higher than that. Then the next point is to rise to a standing position and then give your safe call, arms moving straight out, parallel to the ground from your body. So don't fly away. So don't, you know, don't put them up like you're, you mm-hmm. know. But then also, Pete, tell me about uh, what do I do with them after I throw them out there. So I've stood straight up and yeah. I put my safe sign out and I'm those are parallel to the ground. Then what do I do with them?
1: Drop them straight to your side. Drop Slap them to my side.
0: Oh, I don't come back to the center of my chest? No. Oh, yeah. Good. That's awesome. All right. What's next?
1: If the ball is dropped, overthrown, or not thrown, there's no need to make a safe call. There is no play. There's no call.
0: Love it. Next, with no runners, uh, your starting position is 18 to 21 feet from the first base from first base in foul territory, and about a foot from the foul line. Some umpires have been observed aligning way too deep. So this is not a problem I have, even though I'm six foot four and have a pretty decent stride. Keep talking about my age and unathleticism, if you will. I'm an 18 footer kind of guy. I want to be 18 feet, and uh, I'm actually going to take. Two steps. I'll step with my right foot first. When, so we're walking the line. Nobody's on in foul territory. I'll step with my right foot and then step with my left foot, so that my left foot lands when the ball crosses the plate or is about to get hit, so that I'm a- ready to push into the uh, into the field. And at that point, I'm probably closer to 15 feet, which is awesome because on that base hit to the outfield, I'm button hooking and I only have 15 feet to go. I don't have 18, 19, 20 feet left, you yeah. know, to go. So What's the next one? In
1: chase situations on balls hit into the outfield, get to a depth in which you are in the grass. If the ball is hit near the foul line and you are on that line, straddle the line to make your fair foul judgment as well as the catch. Give fair or foul status when the ball is first touched.
0: There you go. An important piece that gets missed frequently, I believe, is the fair foul status when the ball is first touched. Because it might also get caught. Mm-hmm. So it's touched first, and was it touched in fair or was it touched in foul? And then it may get caught. And so if it was touched in fair and dropped, we have a fair ball. Yeah. If it was touched in foul and dropped, we have a foul ball. And those are two different things. And the only other thing is it got t- it got caught. Right. Right? And so if it was uncaught, you need to know, was it touched in fair or foul? Because if I touch it in fair and it falls foul, what is it? Fair. Fair ball. right? So yeah, you, you, you indicate first. And that's what they've given us for base umpire Yep. Uh, reminders
1: and so that is uh that's it for this episode uh the well, next episode we'll come back and we'll finish
0: up this uh, this advice over plate umpires so until then thanks for listening thanks